1: is the pack a day podcast. What's going on Packers fans. Welcome into another Saturday edition of the pack a day podcast. So we got the full squad back together. I am Matt Frelick. Janelle Mackey joins us once again, along with Eli Berkovitz. It's been a hell of a summer guys. I don't know about you, but it's bittersweet when we get past 4th of July and almost when we talk, start talking training camp, because it's the warm months in Wisconsin are very, very minimal not many of them there. Um, so as those tail off, we do get football. So it's kind of a little bittersweet situation for us, but um, Eli, I'll start with you, man. How are things been? And um, how's the summer treating you? And what, what are you looking forward to most, I guess, maybe for training camp coming up here?
2: Um, what I'm most looking forward to is actually next week, uh, Matt, I was actually going to hit you up about this, but I plan on being in Bay From I mean, I think the whole week I'm going to be there for the shareholders meeting and I plan on being there for the open training camps to start. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I've never been to a shareholders meeting um, and I'm just excited to see them, you know, see Rodgers back on the field and just get back to Green Bay. I miss it.
1: The the beauty of us, you know, maybe Eli being having a busy week, not connecting on the DMs as much as we like, but you know, having the opportunity to record a podcast, and you're just like, you know what? By the way, I'm going to be in your town, so I'm going to come. I'm going to say what up. And also, um, as a as a co owner, I hope you can hold it down for me at the shareholders' meeting. I meeting. I have other business uh, endeavors uh, okay. that I won't be able to attend, but I imagine you will. Uh, you will vote oh, properly absolutely. on all the. Dis- yeah, I, I figured as much. When
2: they call me to the podium,
1: I'll speak for both of us. Fantastic. I totally appreciate that. Janelle, um, I take it you will not be joining Eli and I in Green Bay, Wisconsin this next week, nor will you be attending the uh, the business meeting that I cannot, unfortunately, attend, but Eli will be.
3: Yeah, you are unfortunately correct. I will be missing my first shareholders meeting. Um, I got some softball clinics next week and I need money. Can't really afford to take a whole week off. So, yeah, Eli's just going to have to give me the details. I think there's a link that we'll be able to watch it with. But yeah, I mean, Eli's going to be our like boots on the ground guy out there yep. for the first week. So that's going to be really awesome. Um, yeah, I definitely miss living in Green Bay and just being able to, you know, drive 20 minutes and be at practice. So a luxury that I definitely miss living out there. Matt, I think you are moving closer
1: I am. to Lambeau I am. Field.
3: So you'll have those extra opportunities.
1: <laughs> I am moving closer to Lambeau Field. I actually, it's like, 2.1 miles closer. So I'm 2.2 miles away. Still not that 1.8 threshold as Packers Twitter knows is the sweet spot to be under, but um, I digress off that, but yeah, it's been, it's been a journey and it's we're training camp is literally this next week. So couple Packer things to get to here. There's some news that broke today um, as it does on Friday afternoon. It seems always to be that case the way just news media operates. The Packers in general always has something to, towards the end of the week, but um, we do have a guest joining the episode today and Janelle and I used to record with him quite often for Packaday. I'm not sure if Eli was associated. I think actually you guys, all three were at one yep. point. So, so it's this yes. amoeba it's the amoeba of Packaday podcast. Um, yeah. Some would say maybe a top 10 Packers Twitter dad. I would say he's probably top nine at the very, very least, but um, joining us this afternoon in this, this morning, whenever you listen to the podcast is none other than Daniel daddy dimes Kotnick. So Dan, Welcome to the pod. It's been a journey. I mean, it's great. We have we've been going back and forth between having maybe just two of us doing this, having Andy supplement in for us using the uh, the, the YouTube audio for the podcast throughout this summer. But not only do you get all three of us on of Day Podcast on Saturday, you get Danny Dimes, Danny Daddy Dimes. How the hell is it going, Dan? And what is life like as I guess a, a father at this point?
4: Thank you for having me back on guys. I appreciate it. This is like, uh, I just saw Jurassic, the new Jurassic world. And I feel like this is the the podcast version of that, where we have like the original trio meets like the new trio and they all come together <laughs> to save the world. And that's what we're doing today. Um, fatherhood is exhausting. Um, <laughs> I think, any, I think anybody yeah. tell you it's rewarding becoming much more rewarding as he gets bigger and grows but it is still it is still uber exhausting the last six months have just been uh just a absolute uh roller coaster of emotion and pockets of of sleep everywhere so it's rough but completely worth it and i don't know i don't know how many packard dads are on twitter i think there's more than you than you think and top nine pretty good. Right. I mean, I would, I would, like I, would I would take top nine. I'm just, I'm just saying like when I, when you first said, it, I was like, Oh yeah, maybe. But then I started kind of like listing all the guys in my head that I know have kids. Like there's Andy, Dusty, uh, Russ, Jacob, Jimmy, like, you know, that that's five right there. Like this is, this is the, you know, is Matt Stafford a, a top 15 quarterback, you know, like once you start kind of going through the list, it gets a little small.
1: Absolutely. And it's like, is Eli Manning or Joe Flacco Hall of Famer? It's the same type of thing. I mean, I totally (laughs) understand what you're getting to. No,
2: absolutely not. All right. Eli, not. Flacco better not. Manning basically will make it because of two throws in his career. So that's a bunch of bullshit. So So Eli's not a
1: father, but definitely still has points that need to be driven across (laughs) and taken as uh, valid. So like I I said, going into the episode, guys, definitely a couple things we're going to get to here. Uh, One being... Some people added to the PUP list. Dan actually doing just what Dan does as a father, just multitasking. Hit us with the uh, the screenshot from uh, Rob Domovsky Devo- that actually just came out like moments after we hit recording. A um, couple gentlemen listed on the PUP list. I will run through them here. A name or two I might butcher along the way. Uh, but nine guys added to the PUP list from Rob Domovsky, Field Yates tweeted out, Zach Jacobson, of course, a friend of all of ours um, on the recording here. So
2: Real quick, just so everyone ahead. knows this – This pup list is not the regular season pup list where you miss six games
1: Thank you. training camp. Well said, because I absolutely would have spread misinformation. That is one thing we don't do on pack a Podcast. Mm -hmm. So, number one is Christian Watson, not in any order, but the first one here is Christian Watson, who just signed his four-year deal as a rookie. Janelle, actually, in the pre-production meeting, discussed, hey, maybe that's why it took so long to get Christian signed, because everyone thought he was healthy. It took him forever. I actually thought he was signed. You know, it's mid-July. You'd think he had already been signed, but he didn't, and now he's on the pup list. Uh, Robert Tunyon, to be predicted, along with Elton Jenkins, Mason Crosby, Dean Lowry, Kylan Hill, Randy Ramsey, Patrick Taylor, and Hwadi Putaru. That's, there's no way that I pronounce that right. I expect Dan. Dan's pretty good with the pronunciation, yes, so man. I expect him to plug that along the way. But um, a couple concerning names on the list, guys. I don't. We don't have to go too long on this. Uh, I imagine consensus. Most of these made sense outside of Christian Watson. Dan, I'll kick it over to you. Yeah,
4: I think the Christian Watson's the only one that was a surprise, um, and I think that's you know more that we probably just don't know enough about his situation coming out of college or what's been going on in the off season for him. So, you know, I, I assume that we'll hear more about it when we hit training camp, and you know, um, I think for my for my take, I'm really happy of a name I didn't see was Josh Myers or okay. David Bakhtiari. Yep. Um, you know, the the Bakhtiari one I think is huge, but for me personally, like I'm a huge Josh Myers fan, and I know that he dealt with injury on and off last season. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, he uh. Yeah, from my hometown, uh, I've gotten to kind of uh, rub elbows with him a little bit, and so he's he talked in the off season with some you know some people that I know that he uh, and if I can just. Sidetrack for a brief second because i love to tell this story he some people back home asked him about um if he had bought a place in green bay yet if he'd like kind of established roots in green bay yet and he told them that he hadn't because he felt this is kind of paraphrasing that he hadn't earned it yet because he was so injured missed so many games hasn't been you know basically hasn't he hasn't thought that he's proved himself to the team yet that he deserves to be there long term and be the guy and so he's coming in so to come into this season right off the bat in training camp and to not see him on the pup list and that that injury bug at least at the beginning isn't following him into uh, this season is uh, it's pretty good to see.
1: Absolutely, and I think I love how you not only a Eli clarified that's this isn't the pup list going to the season. Guys aren't going to miss six games. Still a list to reference as we get into training camp to see how they progress through those early August months or August days. And you know when you get the joint practice with New Orleans Saints preseason, et cetera, et cetera. But Dan laying it out too because David Bakhtiari is not in there. Your boy Josh Myers isn't on there. That was someone I brought up recently that um, I think is, I have huge, huge expectations for going into year two. Battle the injury bug, but ultimately seems pretty humble along the way and able to he 's going to be able to grind it out, and I think he's it 's one of those guys that I think unfortunately just had that injury bug he 's had injuries in the past, I believe in high school and college, but I think he 's going to be able to move past these and we 're going to continue on the right path forward so not much else to get to for those nine guys, but definitely something that we needed to bring up. Um, this one was a little bit also from Zach Jacobson, the boy uh he his, his timeline today was absolutely flawless with information. So the Packers announced that through 20 2025 that they will have the same alternate jerseys or the same I guess, you know, like, what alternate yeah, alternate jerseys um that they'll continue to do with that being the the green on the green with the yellow helmet. I'm a fan of them. I love them. I feel like it takes forever and ever for the Packers to finally decide that hey, we should catch up with everyone else doing some wild jersey um releases I saw today the Eagles released new helmets the Bengals helmet looked super super dope um but ultimately some new threads or it continued to have the same threads in through 2025 Janelle you were the one that kind of brought this to my attention your thoughts on them keeping the the green on green jerseys and um I guess your opinions you have a green on green jersey Janelle
3: not yet and I think that's one of the reasons I'm also excited is that if they're gonna have these for the next few years it also presents opportunities for people who didn't get to get them last year Mm -hmm. and now they're kind of sold out and it's hard to get them now there's more opportunity um so i think you know revenue wise thinking like that a lot of people are going to buy them i do you know there's not a lot of alternate or throwback jerseys that you know i don't like but there's something about these ones that they just look so clean and fresh while also having that vintage look to them that i really really like especially because you know I do love the, like the old blue with the tan pant, you know, that's a fun look, but there's just something about these ones that just, they look very intimidating and I like that.
1: Hell yeah!
2: And they that's just, true.
3: they look fire in these jerseys. And I'm excited to see which opponents throughout the next few years, they decide to, you know, bring these jerseys out. Cause last year I think it was uh, Washington. So, you know, just kind of curious as to see at what point they break these ones out.
1: Definitely, and as I mean, with the Packaday podcasts, not only do you get you know ways to pivot through fatherhood with Dan Kotnik, but you get the economic ec- economic point of view from Janelle Mackey, who you know that's why we have her on Packaday, she's always bringing the knowledge when it comes to the finances. And yeah, if you weren't able to get the new jersey last year, still an opportunity to do so. And then finally, the last thing we'll kind of reference because Eli brought it up, this is really really working well, um, was just some I guess some promotions within the organization, a couple things that way. I don't expect. Um, Eli to know all of them or anyone even to know most of these names, just casual listeners. But Eli, you had brought these up. Any names on that list? I One, as I'm looking through here, Nate Weir was one that I saw as a name that I've always heard about. Brian Engel, um, John Eric Sullivan probably being the most notable. But any names on those promotional lists, um, Eli, within the organization that caught your attention or is it just business as usual internally with the Green Bay
0: Packers? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Yeah, I mean, the one that stuck out to me the most was for sure John Eric Sullivan. He has been with the team for a while and he's, I mean, 19 seasons with the team and he's now been promoted the vice president of player personnel so I mean he's clearly worked his way all the way up through this organization they must like him a lot and kind of seems like the kind of guy that you could see them almost grooming into a GM not necessarily saying in Green Bay but we've seen a lot of people in the Packers front office end up having great careers on other teams as general managers or you know player personnel so it wouldn't surprise me if Eric Sullivan Either continues to grow with the Packers or eventually gets a job as a maybe general manager somewhere else.
1: No, I love that because it's also, we're kind of, I imagine the way the Packers are doing this is very strategic. We got the uh, Mark Murphy news a couple of weeks ago about him being stepping down in the coming years when he reaches that retirement age, getting the infrastructure around him in the right position to maybe one of these six or seven dudes on this list are going to be up for a GM spot. You mentioned. Um, John Eric Sullivan, 19 years with the team. Like, that's that's crazy. He's been a part of, you know, the scouting department, co-director of player personnel since 2018. Maybe they're grooming some of these guys in the long-term game, but ultimately it's cool to see them always have these guys from within. Because like Eli said, either they stay here or they're the, you know, the Elliot Wolfs or the Reggie McKenzie's or yeah. the John uh, Dorsey. They go on and do bigger things in the league. And sometimes they come back and have ties with the organization, but or sometimes you're able to look back – down the road and you're like holy cow that's awesome that guy's now the gm for xyz team and he was a scout for the packers in 2022 or whatever the hell it is so that is kind of the uh i guess setting the table this is the most news we actually have had the opportunity to get to well, unpack just it quickly Go ahead. Just Go
3: ahead, we're recording obviously well like in a time where a lot of news is coming out ross 100%. did just put out a tweet um per source the pup issue with packers wide receiver christian watson is not considered to be serious or long term and he is expected to be available sooner than later. So, so as
1: as breaking news as you can get on a pre-recorded podcast. I right. think that's good enough for me but it, that that gives me a little bit of peace of mind as we go through this episode just to be like okay, it's c- precautionary, it shouldn't be anything crazy. I think they're just taking their time because it's like hey, this is a huge piece of the puzzle. You just gave this guy a 4-year deal. He's your you're you're, you're first overall selection, like let's make sure he's in the right position to have success throughout his entire career. Don't stunt his growth as a young man coming out of college. So it'll be as interesting
3: we... to see the reasoning behind when they finally yes.
1: release it, but 100%, yeah. 100%. And when you get into training camp this next week, like, it'll be interesting to see, it'll be very obvious, like what he's, you know, if he's running around, it's probably an upper body. If he's taking it gingerly, it's probably a lower body, but to see mm-hmm. what that injury is. And as we progress, but the reason we brought Dan Kotnick on the show, again, not for his, his, his dad tips. his, his, I guess, um, comparisons or of uh, us four being the Jurassic Park. I I don't know where that came from, but (laughs) it's one of those things I've always come to know from Dan. He always throws these crazy analogies out there that either make me like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Or I'm like, Dan, what planet are you on right now? Because I need to get there with you. So the reason we're bringing Dan on is because more than likely, as you're listening to this podcast, Dan is on the road from, I guess, metro Detroit area, down, up, and through Illinois, Indiana, and up to Wisconsin. I'm, in Green I'm going. Bay.
4: I'm going the other way. I'm I'm in Traverse City currently. So, so I'm I don't. Going, I'm going yeah. through the
1: UP, baby. So you didn't join the podcast to listen to my navigational skills because you would have not been <laughs> following Dan correctly. However, Dan is on his journey to Green Bay, Wisconsin, to not only visit me and make sure the city's you know ready for Eli and the shareholders meeting when he comes, but Dan's coming to watch the soccer game, Bayern Munich v. Man City. So. I'm also going to the game. It was one of those things where I saw the tickets and I'm like, you know what? I don't know how many times you're ever going to get to do this. I've never been to do a professional soccer game, let let alone real soccer, in my opinion, European soccer. So definitely had to put that on the docket to get to. And it just, lo and behold, I had put out feelers all the time within Packers Twitter, especially people that I've known for years and years and years. Hey, you ever in town, hit me up. You need a place to crash. People have taken me up on that opportunity, not enough times, but Dan reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I need a night to get away. I, I gotta, I gotta come spend some time with you in Green Bay. We're gonna tear it up. We're gonna have some fun. We're gonna watch the boys on the pitch. Uh, so Dan, I gotta, I gotta segue it to you because you are one of the people, um, and Janelle too. Janelle is a huge hockey fan, just like Dan is. But Dan is one of those very, very, one of the fans that I know I can rely on when it comes to soccer, whether it be MLS, whether it be World Cup whether it be Olympic soccer or UEFA stuff. And I want Dan to be able to talk a little bit about the Byron Munich Man City matchup because, A, it is iconic for Green Bay Packers fans, NFL fans, soccer fans. It's going to be an absolute blend, like almost just a sociological anthropology like experiment. All these people coming into a historic venue. Um, and I want Dan to talk a little bit about what his expectations are for the game, Um, just the climate to be in. And I know, Dan, I believe you're a Man City fan, if I'm not mistaken. So the floor is yours. He's repping
3: the jersey, flashing the camera, yep. (laughs) Yep.
1: Not good for podcasting with audio, but uh, (laughs) Janelle that's
3: what he's doing.
1: (laughs) Yes, he's repping it. So, Dan, the floor is yours, man. Let let us know what we got to know about this iconic game that's happening um, on, I guess, July 23rd, this Saturday. Today, tomorrow, whenever. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, This
4: is historic this is absolutely a historic moment in the history of, of Lambeau field. Like this is the first professional soccer game to take place in the field. And the, if you don't follow international football or, or, you know, outside of outside of like anything nationally, if you don't follow English, German, European, whatever football, it's hard to kind of, Imagine the scale of what this means, and I sort of, I tried to illustrate it best in a when this when the news first came out on a Pack a Day podcast uh, video for Andy, and the best the best example I could kind of think of to illustrate to people that don't fully you know follow soccer is imagine if in the 1980s, like 1985, that over the summer the Boston Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers decided that they were going to play a scrimmage basketball game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. (laughs) Like these are literally the two biggest, arguably most successful soccer franchises in the whole entire world at this moment. And over the last five, 10 years, um, and they've decided to just come across an entire ocean and play a game at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. You know, in the bottom hundred of market television markets in the United States, basically. Like th- this is this is enormous. Um, like I said, it's it's two of the most successful programs internationally playing right now obviously I'm a I'm a gigantic Man City fan um I don't know as much about Bayern Munich because I don't follow the Bundesliga as as close but like literally imagine if the Patriots won eight Super Bowls in a row that's what that's what uh, Bayern Munich has done, they've won. I, I think the really last imagine
2: the Packers winning eight Super Bowls. <laughs> there you go.
4: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like, if you like, imagine those, like, like the Tom Brady Patriots, like, if they if you took all those Super Bowls that they won, but just put them back to back, not spaced out, like, this is a almost a full decade that Bayern Munich has just dominated the Bundesliga and they're good players. Like they, they, the it's not like this is some, you know, uh, rec league that the Bundesliga is. And they, they've dominated, um, over the last decade, man city. On the other hand, my club, um, won four of the last five premier league titles, including the past one, um, past two now. Uh, so, so it, it's going to be crazy that in green Bay tomorrow, you're going to have both the premier league trophy the Bundesliga trophy in Green Bay within a half a mile of each other. You're going to have some of the best football players in the world playing at Lambeau. Um, yeah. I I just don't know how else to like illustrate how big of a deal this is. Like, and, and not, not just that, but to kind of go off on a tangent here, even if you don't care about any of that, you could care less about, uh, you know, who's coming to play this game financially for Green Bay. This is, Enormous! This is going to be another home game. This is going to probably outsell what you would normally get out of a uh, a regular preseason game. This is another home game, and so I have to I have to give credit to Mark Murphy, who expertly worked it with the NFL in their first year that they're going to have an extra home game to give that up to go over to Europe, and to make up all of that lost revenue by having a soccer game at Lambeau over the summer. It just, all of it just works so well. And it's so cool. And it's just an amazing opportunity. And I have, I've been fangirling the last couple weeks about this. I'm so excited.
1: I'm going to keep my reaction short because I want Eli and Janelle to be able to ask a couple questions. Yeah. I rambled. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's, it's so, and you <laughs> you're
3: guess. You're allowed to ramble. <laughs> yeah.
1: You should have, and you laid it out right, but I'm so stupid and naive. I didn't even consider the correlation between, giving up that home game and then getting this, this, um, this European soccer game. I didn't even like put those two and two together. So like that. uh, Yeah. Very naive. of (laughs) Wife swap. Exactly. Very wife swap. Yeah. Um, You send, you send one
4: Packer game across into Europe and you get a European game to come over and make up for it. Brilliant. It's brilliant.
1: And I think, I think you, you mentioned the preseason game. I think I would correlate it, Dan, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I would correlate. It's not a divisional rivalry where it, like Minnesota's coming to town, but I would say it's like, if, I don't know, the Tennessee Titans were coming to town or uh, the Carolina Panthers, some team with like, you know, they have a decent following, but not a huge market and they're not going to travel very well as you would think. So I, I would correlate, to, cause it's going to be a lot of different people coming and have to stay. You're not going to be able to travel, you know, from the, you know, from, the twin cities or Chicago or Detroit to be able to come to the game and go home. Like you're going to, if you're a fan of this team and you live outside the United States or even outside the Midwest, you're going to have to stay over. You have to spend money along here. So it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I know know you and Dan riff a little bit often uh, on the hockey stuff. Do you have any skepticism about this game? I mean, that you're not a huge soccer fan. And I think Dan's obviously the bigger soccer fan of all four of us. Um, I'm going to the game just out of like an experience needed to get there, needed to see it. I have no dog in the fight. But is there any questions you have, Janelle, as far as the the matchup, anything a lo- related to the pitch? You know, I'm I'm really trying to get some 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 jargon in here as far as the football goes. So, any anything you have for Dan, Janelle, that you want to run past him?
3: Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, he provided us with a lot of really great information. Yeah, to say that I don't care about soccer is putting it lightly. Um, <laughs> just just not my sport. Just not something I ever really cared about. Um, which is fine. You know, everybody has their opinions. There's a lot of people who are like that when it comes to hockey. So. Um, Yeah, I think just, you know, I didn't know a lot about it. And that's another reason that I'm really glad we were able to get Dan on because people like me who really don't know or care about or follow uh, soccer, um, you know, we really wouldn't have known kind of what a big deal it is to have these two teams in, you know, small town Green Bay. So just as somebody who loves, you know, historic sports and stuff like that and good matchups and Um, you know, Dan just in like five minutes was able to kind of get me a little bit excited about it. So kudos to Dan on that. Probably the first person to ever make me remotely care about soccer. Um, But no, I think that's just a really cool thing. And to be able to say that, you know, something as historic as this is happening in a place that we, um, you know, our favorite football team plays at Lambeau Field. I think that's, you know, it's just awesome to kind of hear the way that that kind of the way it fell and came together and um, now fans of soccer in this area get to experience it or fans who, you know, love the Packers. It's an excuse to be able to travel this summer. Um, just kind of something that you get, you can put two loves together kind of, you know, with the football stadium and then the soccer team and Dan, it's super cool. It's your team that's coming over. So this is going to be an extra special experience, you know, dad vacation, get away from the kid for a little bit, you know, go enjoy yourself at a game, get a beer or two or three, Um, I'm just kind of curious, do you have any idea how they're laying it out? Like I can kind of picture, you know, I've been to outdoor hockey games and how they, you know, set those up or you see concerts on fields. Do you know, like relatively compared to a football field, how big is the size for soccer? Is it about the same or is it?
4: It's, it's roughly the same. I mean, it's, so the reason that it's a, the reason that it's a friendly, I mean, it's, it's a friendly because. It's not a it's not a league match. There's and
1: there's, what what does friendly mean, Dan? Let's
3: make sure the people
1: at home know just I, a
3: like a scrimmage. You so go. It doesn't. Yeah. This uh, doesn't count for anything. does like count that.
4: for. This doesn't go towards anything. It's a, you know, a lot of. I mean, basically, I mean, go look at ESPN right now, and there's probably a couple articles about. There's several English teams that have come over and played games against um, American clubs and other uh, clubs from around um, you know around the world over the last couple of days man city was in uh houston on wednesday and played club america probably the biggest mexican league team um that's out there but like uh chelsea one of the biggest names lost to charlotte fc one of the newest uh franchises um everton a huge name got blanked by minnesota uh like six nothing i think um like it, it, it's so they, they these, these teams come over and they play these different games and these friendlies, and it's a warm up for all the teams involved that, you know, you normally don't see, uh, you know, th- this is, this is pretty common for a lot of teams. Like they go and play these international games to spread the game, spread the, you know, spread the fan base, exactly what the Packers are doing with, um, you know, with their European, uh, trip. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a friendly, you know, but, uh, if if it was anything like what we saw Wednesday night, I watched the game Wednesday night between Club America and Man City, and uh, handful of yellow cards being handed out. Things got a little chippy. Uh, I don't know if that's it. You know, um, you know, Mexican league soccer is a little bit different than English soccer, especially the way that Man City and Pep Guardiola like to set the set the team up. Uh, he's a little bit more finesse. I think it's a little bit more rough and tumble down below the border. But, um, you know, this is expected to be a lot of fun because it's a scrimmage. And a lot of these guys, there's going to be several players uh, for Man City that are playing their first games. Erling Haaland, a huge name, played in uh, Borussia Dortmund the last two seasons in the Bundesliga. Arguably one of the bigger names in European football right now, signed with Man City this summer. And he will be making his official debut with Manchester City at Green Bay in Lambeau. That's a huge deal. But you'll see a lot of these guys out there, and it's they take it seriously. It's not like a, it's not like a regular, not like a preseason game where it's kind of a little bit more laid back, but you're going to see the offenses open up a lot more because you're just trying to kind of throw things out there and see how everybody kind of works together. So it's a little bit more like street ball soccer almost so you're going to see a lot of offense you're going to see a lot of chances so if you're an American coming to watch the game for the first time and you haven't been familiar with soccer you're going to be very impressed with this kind of game I think because it's going to be very kind of uh it's going to be a little bit more exciting and a lot less of the control base that you usually see uh in English soccer
1: hell yeah so uh Eli's been sitting in the depths here just listening answer my question I
4: thought I did answer the question? question
3: About how big the field is compared to oh, I, oh my god I completely same Matt sidetracked you with the Matt sidetracked questions. you with the friendly S-
4: with friendly, friendly match and
3: I'm just curious because you know like how sometimes like if you take a different sport and put it on a different rink right. or court it's like so much smaller right or maybe it's like. Not big enough, so is that yeah. what you're saying? Like, well, yeah, Lambo
4: lambo or... isn't big. En- well, I mean, like, it's a friendly regardless, so it wouldn't count for anything, even if the pitch was a standard regulation UEFA right. size. Um, but Lambo is a little bit on the smaller side in terms of what they can fit there, and so you know, I think that's why we kind of saw the push for this type of game instead of a push for like um a world cup game Mm -hmm. in a couple Mm -hmm. of years because it's not big enough to host a regulation
3: size okay
4: soccer pitch and so it makes sense to have this kind of game here where you know the field size doesn't matter as much oh yeah okay
3: but that's kind of nice to like every seat's gonna be a good view then if it's not like too small i mean this
4: is gonna be it's yeah it's gonna be great like they had a a game like this between, I think Man United and um, I think it was Barcelona, Real Madrid. Uh, I think in 2019 at the Big House and Ann Arbor, and like I think that's kind of the you know when you think about Lambeau, it's kind of like a smaller version of of the Big House. I feel like that bowl style, and you know it was really cool to see everything there. You're yeah, you'll be able to see everything everywhere on this pitch, and yeah, there like you said, there is no. Bad spot in the f- in the uh, stadium for a game like this.
1: So as a, as I was trying to get to, which I'm glad Janelle interrupted me because <laughs> I did I, did I completely forgot. Thing. I got by
4: yeah. so, the friendly.
1: <laughs> I derailed the entire thing. So Eli has not really spoke about whether he <laughs> loves f- football being soccer or hates it janelle's been outspoken i enjoy the sport i've grown i've grown to like it especially since i think it was like mid-2000s there was a world cup me and my buddies were playing fifa while we were watching world cup just being absolute nerds in like our teenage years in the basements when we should have been outside touching grass but my thing i want eli to be able to, to riff on is a eli are you a football fan soccer fan and like what are your thoughts about this game and like what is dan is dan selling you a little bit on it
2: um in general like i, I mean i wouldn't necessarily just watch i mean i I wouldn't dare say soccer because i don't want to offend dan but i wouldn't necessarily watch a football game uh just for fun (laughs) but no the world cup i watch most years i'll watch at least you know like the final few games you know i do like like Messi. i mean i know it's like oh wow Messi. okay but i do like him i like watching him it's exciting and it is an exciting it's weird because there could go ninety minutes and score one or two goals or no goals, but yet there's still an excitement to it. So I do like football. Ugh, I hate. I kind of call it soccer. <laughs> <You can> call <laughs> whatever you want. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because because football is too important to me to muddle with a <laughs> different, different game. But um, no. So I do like soccer. Um, I'm. I definitely hope to. I wish I could have gone but I chose to do the week of training camp slash shareholders meeting might have been a mistake, but I will say that, you know, I do think it is very cool. Dan, the one point when you brought up a lot of points, but I think the coolest point was of all the places in America, this could have happened, you know, New York, LA, Chicago, Miami, techno Dallas, I don't know anywhere. It ends up in green Bay, Wisconsin at Lambeau field. And that just shows You know, we all know how historic, you know, Man City and and their Munich is. And that kind of correlates to what the Packers are to football. And that's why I think it's like it's a great connection for them to play there as opposed to like if they played at like the friggin' Jaguar Stadium. Like, who gives a shit? (laughs) Like, you go, you play at Lambeau. Like, that's just the right thing to do. So it should be an exciting game. I don't really care how much, really much who wins. I'll probably now find a way to gamble on it because now, now I'm invested at this point I'm invested and in but I need to be more invested um fiscally so I can lose money so I'll do that um and um, let me,
4: Eli let me help you Man City to win parlay that with Kevin De Bruyne to score one I'll, okay. easy money I there
2: appreciate <laughs> that and I forgot to So also my brother's actually a huge Man City fan so he told me to give him a shout-out on the show. Hell yeah. Um, he's very excited about the game. And i also tell him about that uh, parlay because, like <laughs> me, he's a degenerate. So, <laughs>
1: I love that. I love that. I was, you know, I was expecting to put Dan on the spot here shortly for a prediction and I want him to be unbiased as possible. It is his team. Like it's, it's like when we do predictions on pack a day podcast, like generally we side with the Packers, but there are those situations when they're playing tough caliber teams that it or injury dealing with injuries. But I didn't think we'd even get to the betting lines here. So I might have to sprinkle a little bit just to make some incentive for me when I'm baking out in the sun. Um, slugging down $12 beers that I'm just, you know, again, being fiscally responsible with a, a little, maybe a little bet on the game down at Oneida Casino. So, Dan, let's get to, as we're wrapping up, I mean, not wrapping up here, but let's get more into it. Like, let's, let's talk about the matchup, and I know you could probably go on and on and on about the matchup, but, like, do you have any predictions, anything we should expect? Is it going to be a very, since it is a friendly, like you mentioned, is it going to be more of an aggressive style game where, you know, defense isn't much at play? We're going to see a higher scoring game potentially. Um, what are your thoughts on the matchup between your beloved uh, Man City and uh, Byron Munich?
4: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I don't know much detail about Bayern Munich other than Robert Lewandowski left this past summer. He was arguably one of, he was probably the best player in Bundesliga, even with Halland there. Le, Lewandowski was probably the best player in the league. Um, and he's left. So I, I don't really know much about them or what they can bring. So I'm, head to head matchup. Like I said, I don't think that there's, it's not so much like you can look at like a regular football game where you can say like, this is a run heavy team. So they're going to run a lot. Um, It's, it's a preseason friendly. So I think you're going to just see a lot of open offense. You know, like I said, like it's going to be, you know, when I, when I say open offense, like, you know, typically with, especially Pep Guardiola and Man City, there are a lot of possession-based offense, so you see guys moving the ball back and forth in, you know, in between and kind of waiting for opportunities to open up. Not taking a lot of like long ball chances or you know trying to get by the defense. Like you don't see that a ton compared to like how other teams play. It's a lot more possession-based, finesse-based. You you'll see a lot more opening of the offense with this kind of game because you're just kind of seeing where a lot of these guys fit in. Um, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be some of the stalwarts. Kevin Deborner, like I mentioned, maybe the best player in the Premier League. It will be there. He scored both of the goals, uh, Wednesday night for Man City. Uh, Jack Grealish is still coming into his own a little bit with, uh, with Man City. Things are opening up for him a little bit more. There's been a couple of other signings, especially in the forward position, uh, that are going to see a lot of time, and like I said, Erling Haaland is going to make his Man City debut on Saturday, which is huge. Like it's it, they the joke the running joke is like once the news broke that Man City was going to sign him, is that basically Kevin De is just kicking the ball into the zone and saying F it," Haaland is in there somewhere because that's what he does. He finds the ball and just scores. He's a natural striker, so it's going to be that but then also you have to remember that like um a lot of the other players it's a it's a heavy mix of like starters and reserve guys mm-hmm. so you're going to see guys make more mistakes especially on the defensive side which opens the game up more offensively um you know city played their entire game wednesday with their new backup goaltender uh you know ederson maybe the best goaltender in all of soccer at the moment, especially in the premier league, he didn't play Wednesday. I'd be surprised if he plays um, on Saturday, he might play like a half, Uh, but you know, it's, it's a preseason. So, you know, just like in American football, you see more mistakes, especially defensively, you know, you see, things kind of open up and like the scores can kind of run up a little bit because you know, it's not, it's not as set. You're not playing a full game plan. You're just kind of like letting it flow a little bit. So that's what I expect to see. Expect to see a lot of offensive chances. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a high scoring match. Um, just because of the, the all around talent up at the front end for both sides. But, uh, I will. I, will t- I wouldn't be surprised with any outcome because these are two of the best teams, so you just never know, but I'll take Man City to win for sure Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. So the game is 6 p.m. Central in Green Bay, Wisconsin, Lambeau Field, Byron Munich v. Man City, a friendly, as Dan mentioned. You can watch it on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, ESPN Plus. I would be surprised if there's a local station around you know, the Green Bay market that has it. Generally, that's not the case, so um, whatever means necessary to find the game. I know Eli knows what I'm talking about. Do that and make sure you're watching the game. Of course, um, Dan, the final question I have to you as we wrap up is I need to get the jargon down. I need, I, I'm good with pitch, firecracker, firecracker, <laughs> stuff like that. But give me give me a couple riffs. If I'm in between a couple of Man City fans, a couple of Byron fans. I want an amoeba into this crowd. Give me a couple of your good one-liners that I'm going to need to bring into my arsenal uh, as I get into the game.
4: Oh, um, talk about possession. Okay. Talk about, talk about, uh, you know, if, if it looks like city or, you know, city losing the ball more, talk about, talk about, uh, you know, sloppy play or sloppy possession.
2: How not um, to use their hands? Yeah. Make sure, make sure you
4: let everyone know that, you know, they can't yeah. use their hands.
2: Like you knew that, like, even though you're American, you're like I'm telling right. you, don't throw it. You got
4: to right. pick it. Be like, guys. I I don't know if you know. You won't see them touch it with their hands, except yeah. that one guy.
1: Then.
2: I mean, you could use like your chest, but it touches your hand. Get the hell out of here! So um,
4: here's here's the big one, Matt. Anytime, anytime you see, anytime you see the ball get like played way far ahead, like that, like past the last line of defense. Uh-huh. No matter what happens, like don't even don't even wait for it. Throw your arm up and yell offsides. I was oh, gonna say, yeah. I would
3: probably be it's like, I'm saying it's icing. Yes.
4: Don't, <laughs>
1: hell yeah,
4: don't don't question it, don't wait for it. Just anytime you see the ball get played ahead like that past the last line, throw your arm up and just yell offside.
2: I'm in, if I can the do that. ball ever That's goes nice. in the big white net,
1: yell touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> white, I'm writing this down touchdown, white net, touchdown, no hands. White net got it this is good i
3: might i mean i might see matt tomorrow with like all this written on his hand you just see mackening like beat up in the (laughs) concourse after the game oh i'm gonna
1: i i decided i was gonna be a byron munich fan going to the game because i do have german blood in me and that made sense um and i've decided along the way here i'm just gonna amoeba so if i'm around 90 percent man city fans i'm gonna be a man city it's, it's generally whoever i can riff the most with if i can riff with you whether you're a bears fan or a vikings fan generally we have some good times now often that doesn't happen because they're pricks but i think at, at, along the way we'll definitely find some some friends um along the way but yeah definitely the offsides good touch i think is a, a good touch is a good one so good ball good through ball i'll, I'll come up with, i might have to kick up the uh, the fifa get that going on the xbox fair play. tonight
4: Always, oh, you know if yeah. some, something fair play fair play Abs-
1: absolutely and i and i definitely hopefully have within shouting distance of a of a coach i love razzing the coaches up no one can they obviously can't hear me but pretending <laughs> i know like hey, sit down it's relax it's or or you know yelling at people you know the the safety always worried about safety especially in soccer you got guys sliding hitting achilles you know Player safety comes first, just like in the NFL. So yeah.
4: any uh, anytime, anytime someone goes down, feel free to yell at the referee. Doesn't matter which side. Thank is you. there kinda of like in yeah, hockey yes, do right.
3: soccer fans yell shoot all the time? Shoot it. So should like you know how uh, hockey is like one guy you
4: the Here's the thing. I've I've never been to a a full pro I've been to some semi pro games around Detroit. I've never been to a pro soccer game. I, I am not as familiar with the I think The main supporters you'll hear are busy doing chants and cheers, and so they're not as busy yelling "shoot it," which is why I've always thought that hockey should really adopt that style of fandom from soccer. More cheers, less. More, more cheers, (laughs) more organized, more organized stuff, so that it's not just you know.
2: Make sure. Don't do the wave when anyone's nope. on offense because absolutely not. So, help me God, if I hate.
4: see this is for everybody listening to this podcast right now, yeah. if I see that wave happening at Lambeau Field, I will find you. Yeah. I am talking
2: exclusively to you, you know exactly who you I'm are. I'm gonna go
3: buy if a ticket and this... just start the wave. Yeah, Jen, like, that's gonna be my whole purpose.
2: This <laughs> wave the entire time. I'm, I'm gonna buy a ticket
3: just to go start the wave, pissing yeah. off on his special day.
2: Normal we will buy two seats in front of him and just wave constantly. So he can't where do we
1: him. fall, Dan? Where do we fall and roll out the barrel? Is that is that going to be appropriate in a in a setting without a Packer game? That's a great question. That's a great what question. Kind of,
3: what kind of Packers traditions do you are there gonna be any? Or is it gonna be, you know tailgating. Tailgating. That, that's literally. Tailgating,
4: it. tailgating, <laughs> yeah. plenty of People beer. People
3: wearing cheese heads with like soccer balls on on. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: look, here's the thing. This is the soccer part is my is my area. We mm-hmm. I am my soccer fandom is combining with my packer fandom here, so I'm happy with any of it. For the Packers, I am willing to take any and all, like however little or however much you want to bleed the traditions over. I am open to doing all of that.
1: Legit, I love that. I love that. So this has been this is a hell of an episode. This has exceeded my expectations. I didn't. <laughs> a, I wanted to learn a lot from you, and I'm sure I will tomorrow, Dan. When you when you get into town and we're talking, and I know we're gonna be, um, you know, chatting up with some Man City fans, a couple, you know, pregame tailgates and et cetera, et cetera. But Truly, it's going to be an absolute experience. I'm excited to be to share it with you. My middle brother's coming as well. It's going to be just a fun day out in Wisconsin. It's supposed to be beautiful. Looks like some crazy storms around the way, but, you know, we'll drink through it as, as one generally does at a Packers game. But, Dan... Truly, thank you for coming on. I know you got a busy schedule ahead of you. You got some travel plans. You have your your wife to take care of and your son. But let people know where they can get in contact with you right now with all of your Packers takes, your 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 movie takes, uh, your hockey riffs, and of course, obviously, all your soccer uh, intel. What what do you got going on, and what's uh, what's to come once a uh, Packer season starts?
4: Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DK All the Way. It's where I do most of my damage. Um, Next week we'll be kicking off our third season of uh, Lombardi's Bar with me, Jimmy Christensen, and Todd Varney. Uh, Wednesdays at eight on Game on Wisconsin's channel. Um, debuting a new, a brand new uh, writing piece, weekly piece for Game on Wisconsin next week as well. Uh, I really I don't want to give I I can't give it. I've been trying to think of ways to like hint and like throw out what it's going to be like. All I know is I think people are really really going to enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um so uh that'll be up uh, I think Tuesdays uh each week. So that is that is where I do all of my all of my uh all my stuff. And if you're looking for even more soccer than this, Women's Euro 2022 happening right now tomorrow on Saturday, England versus, uh, I believe, the Netherlands uh, at 2 o'clock Central Time on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus, if you're looking for even more soccer. So. Jeez,
1: what a plug. What a plug <laughs> by Daddy Dimes. Uh, Janelle, I know you're going to be probably watching the game, potentially. If not, totally okay. But where can everyone get in contact with you right now? And what do you have drumming up? Like Dan said, Game on Wisconsin is going to be starting up here. And I know everyone, whether it's whatever entities they're a part of, Packer Report, Packers wire, she said TV, et cetera, et cetera. What do you got going on? Cause I know everyone's kind of getting into high gear when it's training camp time.
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously we're wrapping up the dead zone in a fantastic way. Thank you again, Dan, for coming on. I know you've been very passionate about this on the timeline. And I was like, we got to get this guy a platform, let him express it, let other people understand it. So, I mean, I learned a lot and that was fun for me. So thank you, Dan, for coming on. It was fun for all four of us to be together today. Um yeah, wrapping up the last boring week of the summer. Training camp starts next week, and you'll be able to find all my stuff obviously on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. Um, I have open book with Eli and Zach every Wednesday night still rolling at 8 p.m. Central over on Game On Wisconsin. Obviously every Saturday here on Pack A Day with uh Eli and Matt. Um now that we're kind of getting close to the season probably find me more on packer report which will be fun but yeah just kind of getting out there i can't wait for all the videos and everything that we'll see from guys like andy who are actually going to be there and we kind of get to see our first glimpses of what this team is going to be so make sure that you're following guys like him so that you can really get a full grasp. and obviously eli will probably be posting a lot of stuff too
1: absolutely a good segue eli I hope and pray that tomorrow, if you're watching the game, you can find someone that you have a man crush on as much as Aaron Rodgers. If that doesn't happen, however, I'm sure you'll still be tweeting out next week, as Janelle said, when you get into Green Bay for the... Um,
4: Kevin DeBorner.
1: Kevin DeBorner might be the Aaron Rodgers equivalent. <laughs> like, but when Kevin you get to Green DeBorner's Bay... is the guy who said you going to score, right, then. Yes.
2: Okay, Kevin DeBorner. That's okay. I'll remember that name because... Uh, if you
1: got to bet on him, you got to root for him. Yeah, obviously.
2: Yeah. So that, obviously. that's going to be... That's going to be my Aaron Rodgers just for tomorrow. But then, yeah, come Monday and the rest of the week, I'm very excited to be out there in Green Bay. And as Jen said, I will be posting throughout, you know, all the training camps, everything going on. So I'm really excited about that. You can find all that on my Twitter page at Book of Eli underscore NFL. And as we get closer to the season through training camp, I'm sure I'll do some writing for packreport.com, some roster predictions, uh, you know positional breakdown stuff like that and uh you can also uh obviously check out uh me jen and zach every wednesday night on open book at 8 p.m on game on wisconsin and that is just about it so uh yeah dan thank you again so much for coming on it was really cool to learn all that about soccer which i did not know and definitely got me more excited about the game and gambling on the guy named
1: Dvornik uh and uh, yeah you can find me everyone on on twitter at matt underscore fray underscore that's at matt underscore fra underscore i will of course always be with eli and janelle on pack a day podcast every saturday you can check us out there additionally like everyone else has mentioned game on wisconsin content getting out of the dark zone the dead zone whatever you want to call it come monday uh, and that will also start season two of final dump with myself and Brendan Twarzinski. It is not a podcast version anymore. Apparently people want to see our faces. So I imagine everyone's showing up for Brendan's face um, and his absolute amazing takes, maybe some raising canes on his chin as we record <laughs> and do it, but that'll be eight o'clock on Monday nights following uh, the freezer podcast. We're really, really excited to do it. It's going to be a brand new season for us. Uh, getting some kinks out of the way from season one, I think it was a success, but turning into a video format is even better. Um, being able to riff with everyone, maybe we'll get some guests on there. It's easy, a lot easier to do it on the video side setting, setting than it is with the audio, having people coming in and out. But ultimately, more Packers content, a little bit different thing. We're gonna do some, um, some betting lines as soon as they drop on Monday nights, or I guess it'd be Sunday nights. Uh, but ultimately, it's gonna be a hell of a time, and I'm excited to be a part of all of you guys. Um, Eli, Janelle, Dan, whether it be for Packaday Podcast, for Game on Wisconsin, any sort of Packer shit we come up with um that we've been able to connect with because of our love for the Packers and this stupid app called Twitter um has connected <laughs> us all across across the stratosphere. So, and as always, if you haven't already followed Packaday Podcast on Twitter, um, please do so. Please subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and of course Spotify. And if you haven't yet, go check out Andy on Pack a day podcast on the YouTube side. Make sure you subscribe there. He puts out great stuff. Dan already segued or already plugged his performance on there. And it's a lot of people that get on there. Jacob Westendorf, I know Janelle's been on there. I know I'm not sure if Eli has, but he should probably be on there as well. He's good on the video format. But check out the YouTube side. I learn a ton of stuff. And there's every weekend I have a couple that I save throughout the week that I watch. A little Saturday morning, a little Sunday morning recovery, Dan. I imagine we'll have to watch maybe one or two of those tomorrow (laughs) morning as we're uh, kind of getting you off and hopefully celebrating a great win. But again, I hope everyone enjoyed the episode to give you a little insight to maybe you're not a football fan being soccer, um, Eli. Maybe you're a Packers fans exclusive. You don't give a shit about anything we just talked about, but ultimately understand the economic impact what it does for the packers franchise the recognition from a world view to actually have a game in lambeau field in a city of a hundred thousand people pretty obscure um but as we do every episode guys i know dan you're familiar with it we wrap it up with a proud and cheerful go Go pack Go. Pack go